Welcome to this BC podcast. My name is Rasmus Beck, and uh, today to my left, Julie McPherson, Scotland. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Julie. Thanks for coming. It's all right. <laughs> Julie, uh, I have seen you on court a lot of times now. I've seen you playing women's doubles. I've seen you playing mixed doubles, and also uh, one or maybe two women singles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's where we will start this talk, because uh, a year ago, a little more than a year ago, uh, I saw you secure. Uh, the very first medal at the women's team championships. Do you remember that day? Oh yes, I do very clearly. <laughs> yeah, what do you remember for that day? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was expected to go and just play doubles. We had three singles players in the team, so obviously, we were just expecting them to play the three singles for every match. But unfortunately, Holly, one of the singles girls, got sick the morning of our quarterfinal, and so our coach was just kind of asked me if I was okay to play singles because obviously I used to play singles to kind of a reasonable standard. Still played some singles at clubs. So um, so yeah, he asked me and I I think I did some singles training the morning of the match, literally, for not that long. And then, yeah, I think at the start of the match against Russia, I think I was a wee bit rusty just having not played it for so long but um yeah that was a very memorable match and yeah i will admit when i saw the lineup i was like okay uh, no medal for scotland this time either <laughs> <laughs> but but can you recall the match point because the people who are watching this one can see it now can you recall it yeah i think i've watched that match point quite a lot yeah. <laughs> it brings back like such good memories i think our team was a small team but we obviously get on really well together and everyone was supporting each other so much so it meant a lot to get that medal for the team. It would be high to actually top that one in your career would it not that that moment it might need some kind of title. Or I know definitely medal, right? yeah it felt quite special securing it because we would never have thought coming in we'd beat Russia 3-0 with the three singles. Um, obviously, Kirsty and Rachel before me played amazing, so I was kind of so pumped up to play my match, I really wanted to secure the win, and it was just such an, ama- an amazing feeling to actually do it. But it can actually take two directions, right? Pumped up or scary nervous? Why was it not scary nervous? I think I just kind of had no pressure on me, no expectations. Um, obviously because I'm not a singles player I didn't really know how I'd play but I still yeah I obviously expected so, like something of me but um, yeah I was just eh. in the first set I was quite annoyed at how I played because I didn't play great in the first set but I think it was just <laughs> kind of lack of singles matches obviously but once I got into it it was actually I think I played quite well and yeah just got the win in the end did that win start start some thinking for you in terms of category swap or or definitely not? Uh, um, no, <laughs> I don't think so. I think yeah, I'll, I'll always play singles if needed, if necessary. Like if something like that happens again or in a club match or something, but I'd definitely not swap out of doubles or mixed. It was a it was a historic moment for sure for yeah. not only for you but also for the for the Scottish team mm-hmm. uh, winning that very first medal and 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 Julie one thing I I'm always thinking when I see the Scottish team is that 
it's a very always for now at least it's a very young team yeah uh, a lot of potential no question about it mm-hmm. you have one star uh, definitely in in Kirsty yeah who has medaled uh, I don't know how many times but many times yeah hello um but what is it that you guys are doing right now in Scotland because it's not only uh it's not only that uh, women's team medal you actually also made it to uh, to the EMTC uh, mixed team championships in in February 21 mm-hmm. beating the seeded teams of the group in the qualification so it means that you have a team on the right track but what is it that is going so well i think our team spirit is really high we always back each other in our matches obviously it was a really big win for us to actually qualify for the finals because the last two times I played in 2018, 2016, and we didn't manage to qualify. So to actually be able to qualify for the finals was a really good feeling. And obviously to perform, we all performed quite well in Finland as well. Well, the start was quite disappointing against Germany, but we got we kind of got our rhythm going against Finland. And then obviously the match against Denmark was pretty good as well taking them so close three to nearly beating them was yeah it was a good match from what us. does it tell you that you can actually take Denmark down the line and actually take it to to the very final one basically yeah obviously it feels really good I don't think I can't remember the last time they lost a match in a team event so to take them so close and obviously that was really unexpected I think we we just kind of go into every match just with a good fighting spirit and we just give it our all and anything can happen like and with the team support they really like kind of helped us like get into it and stuff what does the future look like for for that if we look at the scottish team uh both the next one but also the the women's team what 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 how does the future look like um well as you said the team is very young um i think i'm the second oldest girl in the team and I'm still quite young I'm only 23 so I think the singles players are doing quite well like they're apart from Kirsty they're like quite young they've just come out the jun- like a couple of years out the juniors so they've got good potential and they showed that in Finland as well Josh played really well and Kira and Rachel as well so yeah they've got really good potential and obviously we've got the doubles uh, players we've got the twins obviously performing really well at the moment, so we've got a good wee team. So, <laughs> yeah. And it also seems like uh, you also have more than just one mixed doubles now, so you can actually also play some tactical games on who are you actually going to bring. Uh, a year ago, it might be okay. It's Adam and Julie here, and yeah. Adam and Alex here, and it's Kirsty, and then we're not sure about the men's singles, and then the women's doubles. There might be one, two. Yeah, two, two options, right? we've got a. Uh, few players now obviously Eleanor and Chris are doing quite well together me and Adam and then Kira and Alex they had a good win in Denmark last year so yeah we've got options which is good so we've got some kind of strength and depth now because yeah obviously me and Adam have played together for about three years now I think three years and then so it's good to have like other pairs coming up and obviously it's really good to train with them as well to have different people to train with as well. We see a lot of other uh, nations in, in Europe, and actually not in Europe only, it's also in Asia, uh, actually looking towards playing only one category. Yeah. Um, there are not that many playing two anymore. And then we see you guys actually going totally opposite. 
uh, where we can see uh, Christopher and and and, uh, and Eleanor uh, pairing up together in the mixed doubles. Uh, you still continue to play two carries, so does does Adam when Alex can play. Fortunately, out with an injury at the moment. Is that a wise choice, in your opinion, to, to continue playing two categories when you can see that everybody's actually doing the opposite? Um, I definitely like playing two categories. I think when I first started playing with Adam, it was mainly I was mainly just playing mixed at that time. So I was playing mixed for, I think, just for a season. And then I started playing with Kira, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I've always really enjoyed playing women's doubles. I was, it was kind of my favourite when I was younger. Women's doubles or women's singles. <laughs> I wasn't when I was younger. I wasn't really a fan of mixed doubles, but it's grown on me now. So yeah, I definitely like playing both of them. Just to have like options. Is the one that you prefer, or is it like a fifty-fifty split? Yeah, um, yeah. I'll definitely, yeah, I definitely like them both. But yeah, I'll definitely give everything in both. I would never like kind of prioritize one in front of the other. The coach job to prioritize, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's the coach's job to coach job to to prioritize if if needed. Um, no, he definitely doesn't prioritize. We get the same. We get the same amount of obviously training and tournaments and stuff with Adam and with Kira. So, Julie, uh, although uh, you are in a young group and and a lot of good results, of course, uh, Scotland is not the most well-funded country in terms of badminton in, in Europe. Uh, what do you do to actually uh, financially uh, survive? Because uh, now we're in Kiev, uh, next week you could have been somewhere else, the week after traveling to another tournament. How how do you as a 23-year-old actually uh, afford it? Because it's not, it's, it's it's it can be quite costly. Yeah, I think the coaches, well, we've not really been to like Asia trips or anything like that I think because the one in Thailand this year was quite expensive so I think we've mainly been kind of European tournaments which wouldn't be as expensive but it's quite hard now because we obviously have to arrive a few days earlier than expected we'd stay yeah we'd stay we always need to stay in a hotel now which is a bit more expensive than staying in Airbnbs what you normally do yeah we're normally a big group of us would just stay in an Airbnb, so it is it is quite difficult at the moment, but oh, at least we can play the tournaments. I mean, we're quite grateful that we can actually play. So, Julie, what is the big ambition of yours? Uh, I spoke to your doubles partner earlier today, so I know what he says. But, uh, <laughs> but what is your big ambition? Um, well, we've got Commonwealth Games coming up next year. Is that what yeah, I'm nodding because. <laughs> He, he mentioned the I'm same. I'm sure he yeah. mentioned that, yeah. So, just trying to. Well, I think we've qualified for it already, but trying to get. A, we want to get like a good seeding in it, and yeah, Commonwealth Games is really big for us for it, Team Scotland. Can you maybe explain a bit? Because for us who are not part of the former yeah. British Empire, um, it, it seems like this 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 bubble uh, where okay, some something from the past gather go together, play some sports, uh, and, and then uh, the best pairs in the world might not be there. Uh, the best pairs in Europe yeah. might actually be there. Uh, if we, for instance, looked at the mixed double with, with, with Marcus and Lauren at the moment. But, but can you pl- please try to enlighten us a bit? Why is it so important for you guys to actually do well in such a small yeah. event if we look at it uh, from a worldwide perspective? Yeah, it's obviously 
a big multi-sport event with all the Commonwealth countries. Um, for us, it's kind of like the second biggest after the Olympics. It's like every four years, which is obviously the same as the Olympics. And um, we're playing for Scotland, so it's obviously a big thing for us. But yeah, I think everyone rates the Commonwealth Games really highly. Like everyone wants to kind of win medals at Commonwealth Games and stuff like that. It's just really big in Scotland. And is, it, is it because you are allowed here actually at the only multi-sport event to actually wear your own flag? Because yeah. if you go European Games, Olympics, it's GB. Is, yeah, is, 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 is that actually a reason or is that only like, okay, it's, it's like a glamorous to be Scottish and not British? Um, or, or how do you say it? Yeah, I think, I think that is probably one of the reasons as well because we always love representing Scotland, like, yeah, obviously representing GB is amazing as well, but to actually represent Scotland in a big multi-sport event means quite a lot to us, yeah. I asked Adam the question, I'm going to ask you the same, because how is it to, to know that if you were Scottish, you might have a way better shot making it to, Olymp to the Olympics or to European Games actually also? Because then you didn't have to compete against the Welsh Welsh guys and and the English guys. Oh, if we weren't. If you if you if you weren't part of the GB, if you if you were Scottish, which you are first and uh, foremost, I suppose, before being British. It's obviously good to have competition against the English, the Welsh, the Irish, but yeah, they're obviously really strong at the moment. So um, we didn't qualify for the European Games in 2019, which is quite tough because it's obviously quite tough to qualify with the English people playing because they're obviously ranked very highly. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, Julie, how, how does it feel knowing that you you might be ranked, I don't know European ranking as, as, as we speak right now, but let's just say 10, uh, 11. It's around that, I assume. Yeah. Uh, one of the better non-seeded pairs, so that would be around the 10, uh, 8 and 10. If you were from a lot of other countries, you would actually have qualified for European Games. But because you are Team GB, uh, these two pairs were in front of you. Maybe yeah, even three. Yeah, it's quite tough seeing pairs there that you think you could actually beat. But that's just, that's just how it is. I mean, we are part of GB, so that's the rules in effect. So we can't really do much about it. We just need to um, get better and get our ranking ahead of the English pairs. But yeah, as I said, it's good to have competition and good to like have something that you want to kind of improve on to get in front of them. When I uh, when I looked into the history books of, of Scottish badminton the last time, of course, Imogen has as a few pages. Oh yeah. Um, that she she was was for sure a player you knew and you look up to. Uh, we have talked about that before, so yeah. so so I know that. You said it yourself, you are actually the oldest of the doubles girls. Yeah. Um, there are some small Scottish girls running around actually want to be you at some point. Uh, do you ever think about that, that you are their Imogen? Um, not really, to be honest. <laughs> Obviously, Imogen was so good when she was playing. She won Commonwealth medals, European medals, went to Olympics, world medals oh, yeah. as well. So, I mean, I don't think I'm quite up to her standard. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see in the future. But, yeah, I definitely looked up to her. I had 
the honour of kind of playing her. Played her in her last match as well. So that was very good. <laughs> but, but, but what does it mean to you that the inspiration source she was to girls like you, not only you, but a lot of girls, probably all of them you're practicing with on a daily basis, they all wanted to, of course, want to achieve what Imaging Banker did, but, but let's can also do, of course. Uh, they want to be national players for Scotland. And there are some girls actually thinking, okay, Judah McPherson, she is actually national player for Scotland playing the European Championships. Yeah. What does it mean to you that, actually, that you're actually a role model for somebody who you might not even know? Yeah, I know. Um, it feels, yeah, it feels quite good. Obviously, I hope they're kind of inspired by what I do and all the other Scottish people. Yeah, I think we're doing quite well at the moment, so hopefully they kind of look up to us and want to kind of be like us when they're a wee bit older. I'm sure somebody's looking up to you, Julie. At least there's always one girl who wants to be you. Maybe one, one or two. Maybe. At least one or two, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Julie McPherson, the question is, uh, will you ever achieve what Imogen uh, did? Uh, I don't know, you don't know, but uh, we will take a talk in uh, five, ten years. Yeah, and then we'll we can see. see. <laughs> Julie McPherson, thank you very much for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Go follow Julie on social media and support her. Uh, I'm sure she would like that also if you are not Scottish. Uh, and remember that you can always uh, follow Badminton Europe on all social media platforms and of course also watch some matches. Julie's included on badmintonEurope.tv. Thank you very much for watching. Mm -hmm.